Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the love and light movement and the toxic positivity culture that has come along with it. So first up, let's discuss what toxic positivity actually is. Toxic positivity comes in many forms, but largely it is the suppression of negative emotion and always leaning into the positive. And while this sounds good in theory, it is actually to a person's detriment to ignore that there are negative emotions. Yeah, so... When you begin a a spiritual journey, um, I think one always gets really excited about the the impact that being positive has, you know, riding that that love and light wave and suddenly feeling this just incredible amount of bliss and joy and peace around you when you open yourself up to spiritual growth and spiritual experiences. But there is... um, a pattern that tends to happen in the beginning stages where the the darker, more shadowy aspects of ourselves and the things that we've been through tend to get kind of suppressed or repressed. And we instead, you know, turn more towards this, this love and light, airy, fairy type of energy, because it's so much the opposite of what we're probably used to, right? We come into a spiritual awakening, hoping to experience more positive things, right? Ride that, that beautiful wave of spiritual growth. And so I think, this happens a lot in the first few, well, I don't want to say years because everyone's journey is different. Uh, for me, it was the first few years. Um, it could be months, years. It could be <laughs> decades even for some people. Um, but being being trapped in this bubble of, of love and light type of energy while not truly recognizing the deeper emotions in things that have to do with the the traumas that we've been through and the things that we've experienced that cannot be ignored, that remain there. And while you can put a Band-Aid of love and light on something, the wound is still going to be there. So it's like being able to examine that actual wound and not just slapping some, some love and light on it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. And that's not to say that the love and light movement is you know, inherently bad. There are a lot of positives to trying to be more positive in general, but it can't come at the detriment of acknowledging that there are darker emotions, that we are going to have emotional responses to certain things, and that that is not bad. You know, it's human to to feel sadness it's it's a part of the human journey so to ignore that is you know you're basically ignoring your humanity so yeah the human experience has a full range of emotions it's like a a spectrum i almost look at it like um like a like a speedometer you know you've got a full range of emotions that we experience and all of them are valid all of them are a part of who we are and what we have to go through. And I think oftentimes part of that spectrum is largely ignored or even deemed, you know, bad or negative or dark. 
but you know, it's just as appropriate to feel anger as it is to feel love. It's just as appropriate to feel sadness and grief as it is joy and bliss. You cannot have one without the other. And I think that's where the imbalance comes in that we see, right? So not being able to recognize them all as equal means you're fluttering a little bit too much on one side of that spectrum and ignoring sometimes really deep psychological issues that need to be worked on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you're ignoring all the negative emotions, that is when you get into spiritual bypassing. And what I mean by spiritual bypassing is, well, I mean, simply put, you're ignoring the, the negative emotions. You really have to be able to confront the negative emotions to be able to churn out any real growth. Spiritual bypassing is defined as a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. So when I see people using this term, and I do think that is, again, like some of the other topics that we've covered on this podcast are overused at times when people don't really, really understand what it means. It becomes a buzzword or a buzz phrase um, and gets thrown around a lot. I've definitely had it thrown at me before wrongly and it's really annoying. However, (laughs) (laughs) so this term was first coined during the 1980s, actually, by a transpersonal psychotherapist named John Wellwood. Um, And he wrote it in a book called Toward a Psychology of Awakening. And to him, he he came up with this phrase because he saw so many people ignoring very deep-seated issues, you know, that they needed to work on um, and only operating at the surface level, you know. And, of course, anyone who knows anything about psychology understands that we are not surface level, you know, as human creatures. And so I think to to expect to stay on that surface level through a spiritual experience is, is naive. And I think it comes with some real consequences that you mentioned before. Yeah, it absolutely does. When we are choosing to spiritually bypass a a subject or an emotion, we are not giving ourselves the opportunity to heal and to grow. Now, we're humans, so that means that at some point or another, we are all going to experience trauma. And while it may be difficult, it is always in our best interest to process our traumas. And while it may be difficult and while it might not be pretty, and while we may think that, you know, we're not vibrating high enough, because that's what it is. That's where the... the positivity movement comes in. We need to match a vibration to be able to achieve our goals within the universe. So that's where it comes from. And a lot of people believe that, you know, by addressing our negative emotions, our human emotions, that we are now vibrating at a lower level. And that's simply not the truth. Now, There are some signs of spiritual bypassing, you know, and these can be personally, you know, to look inward at yourself and determine if you're doing these things, or you can assess if somebody is, you know, somebody else is doing this. So if somebody is avoiding, you know, feelings of anger, you know, in, in situations where they have every right to be angry, if you notice yourself or somebody else 
is skipping over anger for, you know, don't worry, be happy. They, they, this is a pretty good indicator that there's, there's probably some spiritual bypassing going on. And also if, if a person feels that they're superior, you know, because they, they don't, they don't dwell in those lower vibrational emotions, that that's another indicator. Yeah, I, I will even admit to kind of falling prey to these ideas in the beginning um, with the sheer amount of self-help books and Facebook groups and, you know, articles and blogs that you can find online. Um, and I think people mean well, um, but I think sometimes it's conveyed in a way that maybe they don't even quite realize when they're talking about spiritual growth and positivity. Um, it's probably, they're probably not meaning it to be mutually exclusive. Um, but when you're first learning about all of these things, um, I think you have a tendency to try and, I don't want to say ignore, but that's the word that comes to mind. Anything that's not bright and shiny and sparkly, right? Yes. (laughs) So while there's, like you said, there's nothing inherently bad about being positive. I think I'm very positive. I'm very optimistic, you know, and I love that about myself. Um, But at the same time, it's taken me years to come to grips with the fact that I've really got to set with myself and sit with these these emotional experiences that I've had. And especially being an Aquarius, being an air sign, a masculine sign, I'm not super in touch with my emotions. So I have to work extra hard to be emotionally intelligent and to process my emotions appropriately because um, that's just very important to me. And I see that as my life lesson as an Aquarius. Um, So yeah, I've definitely fallen victim to this. And I I remember having many conversations with even mentors, um, you know, friends and colleagues about, you know, maintaining that high vibration, you know, it's like it becomes this whole thing. And it's really a beast, you know, a beast that just consumes you in the worst way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't fault anybody for being optimistic. It's a great characteristic to have. But it is something that you have to be mindful that you don't go into an extreme. When we're talking about toxic positivity, I have no ill regard to those who are optimistic. So people who, you know, people who are optimistic, people who have this, this bright and shiny outlook on life, these are not bad people. You know, I'm not trying to say that. What this episode is aiming to cover is that positivity can be a detriment when you are ignoring natural human emotion. So it's not, you know, there there is no shade to to people who are optimistic or people who are in the initial stages of their journey. You know, this isn't a bad thing. You know, this is just, it's something to be mindful of. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, there's there's moments where I find myself now, you know, in the the depths of a of an emotional moment and and knowing that this doesn't affect me as a spiritual person, as a soul, you know, just because I'm feeling, you know, utter grief in a moment and sadness does not mean that I've lost some calling or our higher vibration. In fact, one could even say that, you know, transmuting through all of that will actually mean that you come out on the other side feeling even more higher vibrational than you did to begin with. Because if you're still holding on to all of these emotions and these experiences and things that you haven't processed, then you can't you can't continue to grow. You just can't like it's again, it's very surface level. And that I feel like just a lot of people just don't talk about this enough. You see it come up in conversations here and there. Um, 
and it's complex. It's a complex subject, you know, like um, something else that we wanted to mention about spiritual bypassing is believing that, that our traumatic experiences are always an opportunity to learn um, and that there's always a silver lining to everything. Now there's, there's a good side and a bad side to that. So, you know, while I do believe that everything that we experience in this lifetime is an opportunity for growth. Um, I think that um, deducing someone's experience down to, oh, you just needed to learn that is where the toxic positivity comes in. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it absolutely does. Now, while it's good for for us to strive to grow when it comes to our own traumas and our own learning experiences, often if we're telling somebody about our experiences and we get back something like, just look for the silver lining, it's sort of like being told to to look on the bright side. And it is a way, it trivializes what a person is experiencing. You know, it's, it's a way to minimize what they're going through. And it kind of, not it kind of, it shuts down the conversation. So the person who's experiencing the emotions doesn't have the opportunity to talk about them. And the person stating it gets to feel good about themselves. Yeah, I think it does have some like semblance of authority, you know, um, you really feel like you're being helpful. And while saying these things alone is not necessarily negative, in my opinion, um, I do tend to think that life is just one big learning experience. And that, you know, at least for me, in my life, there usually is a silver lining to everything. However, mentioning these things in the throes of someone going through something very deep and moving, I think is insensitive. And that's when I think this comes into play. So again, we never like to play black black and white, <laughs> Charlotte, yes. nor I like to do that. Um, that's not what this is about. Um, inherently, these things do happen. Um, but it's it's the timing of them and the, and the, and the use of them inappropriately and in a very insensitive way um, that then becomes the spiritual bypassing. And, you know, and I can relate to this because I'm not always great at like, say, comforting people when they're grieving. So I've just learned to say, I'm holding space for you. I love you. Let me know what you need instead of, you know, well, you know, everyone eventually dies or, (laughs) you know, something really (laughs) stupid like that, that you think, might be helpful. But when you really look at it, the person is not wanting to hear that right now, you know? Yeah, definitely. The The people who do, who say these things, they, they have good intentions. It's not that, you know, I believe that they're being malicious. This is, you know, just simply to introduce how it could potentially come across and to kind of shine a light and let you know Areas that, you know, you could be aware of yourself if you're the one doing this or or maybe you've been on the receiving end and you have had your your traumas, you know, minimalized. What it comes back to is emotional intelligence, right? So it's understanding where someone is at on a on a much deeper level and and meeting them there and not, like you said, trying to trivialize, trivialize, (laughs) trivialize what they're going through by, you know, sprinkling, you know, love and light glitter all over it. You know, yes. that's, 
that's the last thing that you want to hear. And so I know that that's what I try to think of anyways. And, you know, this kind of brings us to our next topic as well, even too, is that believing that certain spiritual practices are always going to be positive, such as prayer and meditation. So for me, I've had some of the most moving experiences during meditation. And although the end result is always a much deeper connection to myself, some of them have been really unexpected, you know, the visions and the and the things that come through, especially recently on my journey, um, that, you know, eight years ago, I probably would have been terrified of. <laughs> it might have even sought counsel from a priest or something, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but even, you know, in prayer, you know, even though I don't, and I don't, you don't either don't really claim a religion. We're both more pagan and in nature. Um, I do often find myself sitting in in the state of prayer, you know, um, which I consider mantras and affirmations for myself to be sort of prayers as well. Um, but I have found myself, <laughs> you know, just sobbing sometimes, you know, because it comes down to connecting with with you, with yourself, right? And that can be a deeply powerful experience. It's definitely not surface level. Um, and, it, you know, there's a lot of, of grief and, and stuff that can come up during those experiences. And all of that is beautiful. You know, all of that is valid and it should never be ignored. And so, again, the ne- another thing that we could talk about is, is having like an extremely high, probably unattainable um, idea of what spirituality looks like. You know, that me sitting in the woods, meditating, sobbing, hugging a tree may not seem ideal to some people as a spiritual experience, but to me, it's deeply moving. And yeah, it's basically, you know, just not, not hiding from the full range of emotion. Something to think of is you can't fake your vibration. So even if you are you know, trying to repress negative or powerful emotions for the the sake of vibrating higher, you can't fake it. You have to go through the motions. You have to address these issues, you know, in order to authentically vibrate higher. Uh, You know, when you're suppressing emotions, that's that's not going to get you in that ideal state. So, you know, I'm not typically crying in the woods, hugging a tree, but, but, (laughs) but I do not, I don't shy away from the darker elements of myself and I never really have for, for me, you know, that would be, you know, inauthentic. I, I have no, no qualms with the love and light movement. It's just never resonated with me. You know, I've, I kind of realized that, you know, life is multifaceted, you know, and there are, everything has a balance, you know, night and day, light and dark, absolutely positivity. Yeah. Positivity, negativity, everything has a balance. Yeah. And I, and I've often found through my own experiences and people that I've known in this community that, um, it, the suppression of those emotions just tends to make the, the, certain heavier emotions worse, (laughs) you know, you can pinpoint them, you know, the anger comes out, the frustration, the anxiety, 
because they're ignoring those parts of themselves. And I've seen it even with leaders and even business owners in my community who tout these things. You know, they may, I, I don't want to name any names, obviously, um, but yeah, they're yeah. in the spiritual community and, you know, you can see, you can see it about them when you're really perceptive, you can see the, the underlying current of, of things that are not being dealt with. Um, and it does almost create this facade that is easy to see if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, it does. And almost portrays this like superficiality, which I think gives spirituality a bad name. Yes. Yes. I, I believe that too. You know, it's, it creates this ideal that, you know, people aren't going to be able to achieve. So it, it does, it it kind of creates this like superficial surface level, you know, depth to everything. Because when we dive into things, you know, there's layers there, there's, there's going to be, it's not all going to be love and light, you know, and it just can't be. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. And what's funny is that these are the same people that often are always talking about balance. And it's like they just ah. miss, <laughs> miss the signs right in front of them, you know, and then they end up projecting those, those feelings and those emotions onto others. And sometimes even completely isolating people who are actually dealing with their stuff. <sighs> yeah, I've been through it. <laughs> I, you yeah. know, and I know you have too. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. probably has that actually owns their own shit. You know, it can be very intimidating, I think, to someone who's not quite there yet. Um, and, you know, again, everyone is on their own path, you know, so we're not here to judge you if if that's where you are or maybe you yes. never get beyond that in this lifetime. We're not here to tell you how to run your life. We are just speaking about our own experiences and things that hopefully can make your life a little bit easier if you, you know care to listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like we said, there there is nothing wrong with being positive. There's nothing wrong with being optimistic. It just comes down to, you know, are you being those things and not being authentic? Are you being these things and not allowing space for yourself to feel deeper emotion? Yeah, absolutely. And this makes me think of Last year for me, 2021 was such a huge year of growth for me personally, and I, and I know it was for you too. But just speaking for me, um, I started the year also about a year ago um, doing a lot of work on myself intentionally because I wanted to be able to share my experiences with others. Um, and one of the things I realized is that, you know, I was waking up every day and having like a two hour routine, like morning routine, you know, I was meditating, I was praying, I was doing my gratitudes. And I was doing all these things. And it just still felt empty to me. And no matter how much I did it, and how consistent I was, it was like, there was always this lingering effect, you know, in my life that I just couldn't, uh, like a barrier, I couldn't get through. And it wasn't until I started doing this deeper embodiment work um, with this amazing lady in the UK, where I finally realized that the reason I wasn't moving forward is because I wasn't dealing with my emotions properly. I wasn't visiting the things, the experiences and circumstances that have shaped who I am, you know, my beliefs, you know, my limiting beliefs. Um, 
And when I started to do that, that's when I really saw the explosive growth. And that's ultimately what we want for everyone, I think, is this explosive growth where you're able to move through things that have held you back that you may not even be aware of. (laughs) You know, it really takes a lot of self-reflection to get there. Yes, it really does. It's, you know, and it's a lot, you know, I understand that, but it's something that you have to do. You know, you have to do, you can't, you can't repress your emotions and expect shit to just fall into place. It's not going to work like that. (laughs) Yeah. It, It requires some heavy lifting. It requires, requires some work, you know, on, on our own parts to, to address the, you know, things that quite honestly, I would want to repress too. You know, I don't want to dig into all this. <laughs> uh, at least not, at least not on a surface level, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I am always happy when I do, you know, honor the feelings that I'm actually feeling. And I actually do the work and dig into how I actually feel about something, you know, so it, it, it's difficult, but it is worth it. It may be difficult, but to me, I think it's actually a lot less pressure. You know, when you Ooh. can allow yourself to be vulnerable and be raw without some ridiculous expectation. You know, that's where I was before is I'd have kind of a low day and all I was trying to do was get myself back up on this high note. But it rarely happened very easily and I would beat myself up over it. But when I finally accepted and allowed myself to feel whatever I was feeling and be okay with that, you know, again, that's when that's when the growth started to happen. And that's when I noticed a huge shift in my life. So, yeah, to me, I think it's a lot less pressure in the end once you get in it, you know. I love that. I, you know, for for both of us, we're kind of coming at this um, from with completely different lenses because I've never been love and light and you have, so you can speak to, to the, the pressure that it actually is. I, whereas yeah. I can't, I can't. So, so maybe I'm going to sit here and listen for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, without digging into it and being here for a couple of hours, which I'm sure I could easily do. Um, it's just, I met so many people along my journey in all kinds of different realms. I mean, people all over the world in different parts of their own journey. And there was just always this focus on, you know, being positive and not looking at the ugly things, you know, and so it kind of became ingrained in me. And also I think stemming from my childhood growing up in religion, um, Christian Christianity, uh, specifically more, Baptist, and then later on Pentecostal, they wrap everything in this pretty little package, you know, and the only emotion that I ever saw growing up people dealing with really properly, if you could say properly, was grief. Anything else was shooed under the rug. Um, And so when I got, when I had my spiritual awakening, if you will, to me, it was like, okay, well, now how do I wrap this as well? kind of a default. And I I don't know if that's what I ended up attracting to me or what, but I think, like I said earlier in the episode, I think that in the beginning of anyone's journey who's going through an awakening, that tends to be sort of the theme because I think it's almost needed in the beginning because that's where I don't even, it's hard for me to even put into words what I'm, what I'm seeing and feeling here. 
I think I understand what you're saying. And I, I do, I do believe it would be necessary uh, to, to have that kind of mind shift, a mindset shift at the beginning of a journey. And, you know, it's just for the pre- preliminary stages, just to kind of have that shift where you are trying to ultimately vibrate higher and you are trying to ultimately reach a more positive human experience. I could see that, you know, very easily, you know, getting caught up in that, you know, well, this is the only thing, you know, versus this is, this is kind of the, the end goal, but you know, there's going to be, you know, uh, a full spectrum (laughs) of human emotion to get through, to, to, to finally achieve, achieve that level of um, awakening, I suppose. Yeah, I love the way that you sum that up. Thank you for helping me complete that thought. Because yeah, that that explains it perfectly. Um, it is a mindset shift, you know, when you start to wake up and you start to become aware of your own consciousness and and the decisions that you're making and and your body, you know, and and how you relate to everything around you. You want that to be pretty, you know, you want that to feel good. You're excited about the the bliss and the people that you meet that are smiling and they're happy, you know, and for some people that is a huge shift from what they knew before, you know, yeah. um, it, it was, it was for me, maybe not quite at the level of some people, but so, you know, the people I met in the beginning of that really helped to get me through that mindset shift. And then, you know, just being aware, just setting the intention and being aware that, okay, eventually these deeper aspects are going to start to come into play, you know, and I'm going to have to look at these and that's okay. And that's, that's how I feel it went for me. You know, it took seven years or so (laughs) in meeting the right people along the way, the facilitators. And that's really what I love about a spiritual journey and is, is the people that you meet along the way that help you do that. You know, they say that a spiritual journey can be a lonely one. And while sometimes the work is very personal, you know, and you have to take time to work through things on your own. um, Throughout my experience, I've just constantly come into contact with people who have helped me get to that next level, you know, and I like to think that hopefully I do that for other people as well. And I think that's why we started this podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was actually asked the other day about the the law of attraction and if I use it inside my own practice. And it was it's kind of a, a this wasn't a question that I could give an easy answer to. So while the law of attraction doesn't have an exact space in my practice, it, it does in the, the form of manifestation. Not that I attribute that to the law of attraction, but you know, if we're, if we're comparing things here, there, there are certain parts. But I believe that the law of attraction itself is a lot of where this toxic positivity actually stems from. The, the like attracts like. Now, this is a great concept in theory, but in working practice, it it leaves a lot of room for for victim blaming and for for producing shame for people, for people who have endured trauma, for people who have mental illness or PTSD. It it leaves a a lot of room for error to to have this like attracts like you know, kind of placeholder above everything. Um, again, I think that that leads to a tendency to 
ignore, you know, certain aspects of ourselves in lieu for, for trying to make sure that you're constantly vibrating at a certain level and attracting that yet again. But I personally believe that doing the deeper work, you know, the heavier work actually attracts better things into your life because it's like clearing out the cobwebs. It's like, you know, sweeping up the attic, you know, you've got these things stored away. And when you can work through those and make more room, you know, then you can welcome more into your life. Yes, actually, that that is a, a great uh, analogy there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> By not addressing these emotions, it actually builds up our shadow self, which is the opposite of what somebody who is trying to vibrate higher legitimately wants to accomplish. You know, what you want to do here is to work through your issues. And that comes with addressing them, either as they occur or, or previous traumas. And in some capacity, you are going to need to work through it to get to that, that ultimate goal of vibrating higher or maintaining a positive outlook. It takes actually confronting the emotions that, that may not always be comfortable to address. Yeah, I agree. And I think that this is actually more of a systemic problem in our culture altogether. You know, when you look at like the military, for example, you know, and PTSD and the complete lack of of care, attention, and even just acknowledgement of these deeper experiences and things that people have gone through, you know, it's, you see it in all these different areas of our lives, you know, just ignoring these things. It's really tragic. All right, guys, I'm going to pre-apologize. It is raining and my garage makes it like an echo chamber in here. So, you know, maybe you'll find it soothing. I, I'm hoping so. But <laughs> as for as for the military, they have they've made some advancements in in mental health. I'm not going to say leaps and bounds because there is still plenty of work to be done, but there, there is a difference between uh, let's say Vietnam and, and then the soldiers of today, which, you know, I, I get some, some firsthand, you know, experience there um, with, with my dad being a Vietnam vet and my husband being uh, a vet as well. Um, so it, there, there's slight progress here, but it's nothing that I would be able to say, don't worry, be happy. It's all going to be okay. You know, that that's, that's not fixing anybody's problems here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, without getting too much off topic here, again, it's um, you speaking about your dad and your husband made me think about just men in general and how men in particular have been taught, you know, for centuries to repress their emotions, you know, to just yeah. be a strong man. And, and even nowadays, you see that a lot with women too, because of the the need for multiple streams of income in a home, you know, women are working more, they're out doing more things that men typically only used to do traditionally. And so there is because of our busy lifestyles, because of technology and stress, we, we all have a tendency at times to just stuff things away and just get shit done, right? Yes, absolutely. I've been guilty of this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a real problem. So it's like, we understand the commitment that this takes as well, 
you know, to, to yourself and to your practice. It's not something that just happens overnight. Yeah, no, absolutely not. We wanted to record this episode and really it kind of goes hand in hand with our previous episode on shadow work. Toxic positivity is kind of like that, that other side of it, the, the side that prevents us from fully digging into our shadow work. So we wanted, wanted to kind of clear the air, you know, and let people know that it's okay. It's okay if you feel shitty. It is okay if you're not having a good day. You do not always have to vibrate high. Even if you are, you know, light and love, it is okay to, to feel your feelings. It is okay to have a bad day. It is okay to process your shit because you need to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean that you have to start over back at square one. It doesn't change who you are or the the progress that you're making or the work that you're doing at all. No. And once once I accepted that about myself, man, it got it got so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I I love what you said earlier, you know, and letting me know that it actually took the pressure off of you, which I think that's that's beautiful, really. You know, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made that connection had you not have said anything. So, but I can totally, I can totally see where, you, you know, if I, I felt the need to, to always be positive, I could, I could feel how it would be nice to kind of, you know, get the permission to just feel my feelings, you know? Yeah. To just be, to be who you are and, and that that is valid and welcomed. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, when I had the crystal shop before online, you know, people were constantly coming to me for metaphysical things, you know, questions and spiritual questions and, I felt like I had this responsibility to be this example of, you know, spirituality and love and light. And I needed to maintain this certain level of appearances, you know? Yeah. Um, And, you know, you, the listener might be feeling that in your life as well. And that's why I'm mentioning it. And it, it wasn't until I started actually being vulnerable that I felt like I actually made real connections with people. And that they started telling me that they, that it actually made a difference in their life, you know, because posting positive, you know, things on my wall all day um, is great. People need that. You need that. You know, I'm not saying that it's not necessary because it is, but it's the real deep, raw stuff that people want to feel and they want to see what that looks like. And there's, there's a few people in my community and on, you know, my little friends circle on social media, mostly women, but there's a few men as well that have committed themselves to this journey. And they've been a real inspiration to me. Um, In fact, we all kind of seem to be on the same wavelength at times, (laughs) which is kind of fun. Um, But yeah, I really, I really just enjoy, and I am so deeply grateful for, the connections that I have with people in my community now because of, of this work, you know, because they feel relieved. I can tell they feel relieved that they see someone else doing it and sharing about it publicly. Like what, (laughs) you know, like this can be raw and ugly. This can be real (laughs) and deep and scary and full of grief and tears. And, but on the other side of that is, is freedom and beauty and love. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I I love, you know, when you're being real, when you're being raw, it allows for 
authentic connections to form. And I have actually, it on my business page, I have made a, a few connections with uh, help, women all over the world at this point. And I, I love being able to, you know, have, have conversations that, that aren't always, you know, it's not always about positivity. It's, it's real life. Yeah. I think when you step up as some sort of leader, you know, in, in this, this realm, right. That you have a certain responsibility for that authenticity and that vulnerability, you know, you running your, your shop and running your Instagram that is wildly successful. You know, you have a ton of eyes on you, you know, and we have a responsibility to show them all aspects of what that is, not just the pretty ones. Yes. Yes. I, I try my best. Like for me, you know, being a genuine person, being authentic, that is, that's, that's probably like my top priority there. So you're not going to get, not going to get any bullshit. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't be able to fluff anything, even if I tried, it's just, it's not in me. (laughs) Yeah. Not in me anymore either. You know, it, it, again, it took me a long time to come around to this, but you know, I curse, you know, I drink sometimes, Yes. you know, um, I yell (laughs) sometimes, you know, and all of that is perfect and valid for me. It doesn't take away from, from my spiritual experiences. You know, some people might disagree with that, but I am who I am. And at the end of the day, if I have a clear conscious, then, then I can move on with my life. You know, I, like you said, I focus on being transparent and authentic, you know, being truthful, you know, being loving and kind and giving, those are the things that, that are important. And so, you know, what a, however your personality is, however you like to spend your time, you know, as long as it's not, you know, taking away from your life, you know, <laughs> then, yeah. then, then that's perfect and valid as well. You know, uh, we're always working on ourselves. And, you know, there was a point where I felt like I couldn't say certain things online or that people would think I wasn't this, this spiritual person because I did this or I said that or I posted this. And and now it's just like, why why do we have to think that this looks just like one thing? You know, life is not yeah. one thing. We're all different. No. And it's not. that's beautiful. You know, we need to we need to see these differences um amongst ourselves so that we can understand ourselves better and understand that there's not just like a one track to this. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. No, it, it does. Absolutely. That that's another thing on, on my page that I try, I try my damnedest to, to express is I, I will share things. I will share spells. I will, I will share any number of, of things that I am personally knowledgeable about, but I, I like to be clear that people can, can take these and, you know, apply, apply their own selves to them. So if you have a different practice from me, you know, you can just kind of take the bare bones of this idea and run with it. You know, when I stepped into this space, I, I didn't have any aspirations of becoming a leader. In fact, <laughs> um, 
it so so this whole thing is very new to me but above all you know i just want to be authentic and i want to make room for so many different practices and for so many different people and you know just give them the space i don't i don't want to be your leader i i just i want to be a a part of a community and that is why i created the space that i did well and i think that right there is the difference between being a facilitator and being, you know, like a love and light guru, <laughs> you know, I'm just using that term. That's, <laughs> it's not a bad word. Sorry, that's guys. what comes to mind. Um, because you show up and I, and I try to show up in a way that says, this is how I do things, you know, pick up what you want and leave the rest, find your Absolutely. own practice. And so that's the difference between being that facilitator and a guide you know, which is still being a leader. You're still a leader, dear. I love you, but you are. <laughs> um, and being being like, this is how things have to be done. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, being yeah. told what's right and what's wrong. No, you know, and this, we talked about this in another episode as well previously. Um, but I think that's where the difference comes in, you know? And, and so I appreciate that about you. And I appreciate that about everyone I meet that's this way is saying, this is my own experience, you know, take what works for you and make it your own. Yeah. Take what works for you and leave the rest, you know? <laughs> yeah. My way, my way is just that. That's my way. Your way, hopefully, is different. You can take some of these elements and make them your own. Or if they don't jive with you, fucking toss them doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so this this toxic positivity movement I think has a tendency to take away that autonomy, you know, that mm -hmm. one has um and tries to shape everyone into the same cookie, you know. <laughs> yeah. It it creates kind of just this echo chamber, you know. The the live laugh love, you know, of the <laughs> spiritual community. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say this, it's carried over, I think, from the self-help space too, because, you know, 10, 15 years ago is when a lot of the self-help stuff come, started becoming really popular. And that was the thing, right? It makes me think of <laughs> a, a few certain people in particular that I won't name names because we're not going to do that. Um, but they come into the self-help space and, and they just flood it with this, you know, woo, you can do this. Life is great. You know, think positive kind of stuff. And, um, and so it kind of, it kind of carried over into these different areas. And even that now people are starting to look at that and be like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's see, we, what was that, all that stuff that just came out in the news about you that you were trying to hide from everyone, you know? And so again, it gives it a bad name because you have all these yeah. people who supposedly are leaders in this, in this space that are completely trying to hide everything that's wrong in their life. And there's nothing wrong with wrong. Things are going to go wrong. That's just life. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. There's ebbs and flows, you know? It's not always going to be positive. It's not always going to be negative. You know, and I just want to reiterate that the, the self-help atmosphere, and if you consider yourself a light and love witch or a light and love guru, there is absolutely nothing wrong with this. It is only wrong when you are denying human emotion. You know, when you're 
when you're shifting towards victim blaming or, or shaming somebody for having emotions, that's, that's when it becomes problematic. Otherwise, if you just like to focus on the positive or the, you know, the optimistic aspects of life, there is no problem with that. You know, we're not saying that, you know, this is, this is when you're doing that at the detriment of actually giving yourself or somebody else the, the space to have human emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And and you'll know, you'll know within yourself and within other people when that's happening, because you'll probably feel a sense of shame around what you're going through. Um, and you may find yourself not wanting to share about certain things because you think someone might judge you. You know, when you start feeling like that, that's when you know that you probably need to find someone that you can trust that you can talk to, or in the very least, journal it out because what you're going through is valid. You know, and you never need to feel shame about what you're experiencing in your life. No, no. Okay, so I know throughout this episode, I have been focused on don't worry, be happy. And that is likely because I have the song stuck deep in my psyche right now. But but there are several other key phrases uh, that somebody will use when they are are utilizing uh, toxic positivity. So I just kind of wanted to run through what some of those could look like. All right. So somebody who is participating in toxic positivity could could say something like, "Be positive, cheer up, and look on the bright side." And and on the the more gruff end of that, it could look like, "Get over it." or move on. Or even like the good vibes only. <laughs> when I yes. see somebody yes. say that now, I'm just like, I like total eye roll. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is how far, this is how far we've, we've come here. Yeah. It's, it's like all vibes are valid. Okay. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and, and another way that they do it is, is the, you know, it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. And while this seems like it is well-intentioned, you know, it's just another one of those things that, you know, it minimizes what the other person is feeling. And it, it kind of gives the other person an out, like, I don't have to deal with that. And for me personally, like, I understand, I understand that I have a hard time uh, speaking to somebody when they're grieving and never knowing the right words. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. These aren't it. These are not the right words. Choose some other words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because all of these things can have a really large impact, you know, on your life and, and your experience, you know, your spiritual experiences as well. And even the people around you. Some of the other phrases will look something like, you know, it was for the best or it was a blessing in disguise. And, and while these sound nice, they, they definitely downplay a, a person's experience. You know, the person who is actually going through the emotions. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. I've, I've heard all of those phrases before. And while inherently the words alone are not bad, um, it's just when they're used you know, incorrectly in an insensitive way um, that it becomes, you know, a, a little, a little trivial, like we've stated before. Um, and it can have, it can have major impacts for people. You know, when you, when you have these expectations for yourself 
um, and your human experience, your emotional experiences, it can set you, you can, it can set yourself up for, for major failure and some, some problems like anxiety, you know, constantly feeling like you're not doing enough, being enough, you know, um, keeping up with everything you're supposed to keep up with, you know, um, it can even lead to blind allegiance to people, you know, like we go back to the guru thing, you know, you can end up following prey to, you know, uh, to cults, <laughs> you know, and, and followings and things, which may not be for your best interest. Um, and, no, definitely and it, not. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but it can lead to codependency. Um, it can lead to control problems. So this need to control everything within you and around you all the time. Um, and it leads to a big disregard for for personal responsibility. Um, yeah, which then can lend itself to emotional confusion. Um, which can present itself in all kinds of weird ways. It can even present itself physically, you know, um, with illnesses and, and diseases, um, because that's what happens when we have too much emotional energy stored that we're not dealing with properly. It manifests physically. Um, and it may even lead to an excessive tolerance of unacceptable or inappropriate behavior, um, which is where spiritual narcissism comes into play as well. So, you see a lot of those, you know, when it comes to the blind allegiance to people, a lot of those types of leaders are the spiritual narcissists. And you can end up putting up with far more from these people in terms of um, them demanding growth from you, again, telling you what they think you should be doing, rather than being a facilitator and a guide and allowing you to, to make those choices and decisions for yourself and have your own growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you can tell, you know, from the from this topic, we are we're heavily tying these back into at least two of our our previous episodes. So if you have not had the opportunity, I recommend that you check out our episode on shadow work as well as our episode on spiritual manipulation. This episode is definitely a continuation of those conversations. So if you have not had the opportunity to listen to those, uh, definitely go back and check those out. We wanted to take this opportunity to discuss toxic positivity and the way that it presents itself in the spiritual community and not to not to disregard, you know, anybody who is optimistic or positive by nature. That is that's not our goal at all. You know, if you are a love and light witch, that is a-okay. As long as you are processing your shit, it is fine. You know, as long as you're not introducing any uh, spiritual bypassing in there and you're actually putting in the work, it is fine. If you identify more with, with being positive, with being light and love, there's legitimately nothing wrong with it. You know, it's also okay if you want to use the the law of attraction, either in your practice or or just personally. There is nothing wrong with the law of attraction as long as you understand that you cannot fake your vibration. So it does not serve you to pretend that you don't have human emotions. Basically, all of this to say, just to be mindful, to be mindful of your process. You know, if you if you're feeling like you're being inauthentic all for the sake of raising your vibe, you know, vibration or to keep your energy elevated, you know, that's not necessary. 
what's necessary for you is is to go through your shit to actually to feel the the what you may consider a lower vibrational emotion but it's really not it's really not it's it's all part of the human experience and it it doesn't do you any good to deny that yeah so i think we just wanted to highlight here that no amount of positive energy and good vibes only is going to keep you away from pain and suffering. Pain and suffering are are necessary and needed for growth. It's all part of the spectrum. And it's just, it makes me think of a diamond, how a diamond is formed under pressure. You know, it, it takes time, it takes pressure, it takes a little bit of pain to get to the beauty. And I think that's just what we wanted to highlight here with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to go through some shit to, to come out the other side with any grit. So, you know, it, it's okay. It is okay if everything is not always rainbows and sunshine. It is a-okay. In fact, it's fucking normal. Yes. And one of my favorite phrases from the woman that I do my embodiment work with is all of you is welcome. That's something that she Ooh. loves to say. And so I think I'd just like to end this episode with all of you is welcome. I love that. All right. Until next week. Blessed be. Peace out.